Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. You know, um, most jobs that kept the world's essential services going throughout the pandemic were actually people in hourly jobs in critical industries such as warehousing, healthcare, retail, you name it. So the question prevails that how can we help bring innovation to these sectors to help transform the lives of these employees who work in these industries while still driving business growth and retention? Sometimes there seems to be a dichotomy there. So that's what we're diving into today. And on the show today, we talk with Tracy Chernoff, Director of Employee Engagement at Legion Technologies. Legion Technologies is an HR tech company whose stated mission is one that I love. It is to turn hourly jobs into good jobs. We're gonna talk with Tracy to learn more about their mission and her role as well. Uh, Tracy is also the fantastic host of a amazing podcast called Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources, which you should 100% check out because it is awesome, all right? So that's not gonna be my only plug for it. Uh, Join us today as we discuss how Legion is helping labor-intensive industries to optimize their operations for increased productivity, and most importantly, better work lives for their employees. Tracy, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me and for such a wonderful introduction. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, Yes, this is bound to be a fantastic conversation. So before we get into it, let's cue the intro. All right, and we're back. So Tracy, um, tons of fun um, and tons of great stuff in the show, you know, where we're talking about transforming hourly jobs to good jobs, how technology is changing the world of work. And, you know, from our previous conversation, um, I know this is about to be lots of fun, really insightful for folks out there who um, who may have this kind of workforce. Um, but before we dive in, I'd love to give you an opportunity to tell us about yourself, who you are, where you're located, what you do. Um, and then um, also, you know, give a short description of what Legion does. So a lot there at you, but if you could just share a bit about yourself, Tracy. Totally. Thank you so much. Like you said, my name is Tracy Chernoff. I am the Director of Employee Engagement at Legion Technologies. I also am the host of my own podcast, Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources. I mean, you've said it all. So that (laughs) I I say that again to reiterate that that's like literally who I am. I don't I don't have a lot much else going on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I am married. I actually got married in October and my husband and I live in New York City and we're making a big move to Cleveland actually in a year for his job. So we'll We'll see how a regular old Jersey girl and New Yorker fare in Cleveland. We shall see. I feel um, like that's the start of a really cool sitcom, like <laughs> Jersey in Cleveland or, or something. Totally, <laughs> totally. When we visited, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to slow, you know, I'm going to have to like speak a little bit slower, uh-huh. a little softer and not get so, you know, like hung up on some of the details. But actually, everyone there is super nice. So mm. shout out to Cleveland. It'll be our home in the future. Anyway, um, I 
have been in HR really for my entire career. And yeah. I'm so excited that we're talking about this topic because I grew up in my HR career in retail. So I've worked in some seriously critical leadership roles within the HR function in places like Target and SMCP, which is a luxury global fashion retailer. And my more recent role before joining Legion was director of HR for North America. So I hope to bring a lot of my own personal experience and anecdotes to the conversation. And to answer your question about what it is that we do at Legion, I'll tell you, uh, Legion Technologies, our mission is to transform and turn hourly jobs into good jobs. And there's no better mission to me than that. Uh, our company's industry-leading AI-powered workforce management platform, also known as WFM, optimizes labor efficiency and enhances the employee experience simultaneously and at scale. And our platform has been proven to deliver 13 times on ROI through schedule optimization, reduced attrition, increased productivity, and increased operational efficiency. So we're delivering cutting edge technology in an easy to use platform and mobile application that employees love. And I can tell you from experience because actually at SMCP, we use Legion. So I'm going to be talking a lot about that today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, I think that's really, really fascinating that you were a client and then you were um, obviously convinced or you know uh, inspired, let's call it that, to come on board and uh, we'll get into that. But, you know, a, a couple of fun questions, you know, like I like to ask folks, you know, uh, let's see, let's let's go with this one. Would you consider yourself introvert, extrovert? You know, that's that's always fun to get to, to, to kind of know people that we deal with, you know? Yeah, totally. No, I would say I'm like a thousand percent extroverted. But what's so interesting, you could probably tell already, even from our first interaction. Um, but I, I have to say, like during the pandemic, I became a little introverted, which is a little strange. Like I find myself sometimes saying, I don't really want to go out. I kind of just want to hang out at home and relax. Maybe it's since getting married that my life has changed a little bit. And I just love spending time with my husband. I don't know if he listens to this. This is major bonus points for him. I know, he's like, <laughs> totally. He's like, I'm totally fun to be around. Yes. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm I'm mostly extroverted. Very, very cool. No, I think uh, myself too, if this podcast isn't uh, any uh, indication of that, pr primarily more extroverted, but also, you know, more newly hitched here. So um, oh, yeah, uh, actually September. So we're right in a, a month apart. Yes. There you go. There you go. Um, but I didn't notice that I was a bit more of a homebody afterwards. So, right? you know, odd, you know. So strange. But, it does things to you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for our podcast. Bring us yes. out of the woodwork. That's probably it. This is uh, this is my uh, what do you call it? My expression. And therefore, I don't have to bring it at home. Um, what was your first job? You know, either your first job as maybe a teenager or you know your first one out of college. Curious to kind of hear folks. Um, humble like beginnings here on Holler Start, or maybe not so humble, who knows? <laughs> totally humble beginnings, first oh. to say that. Um, when I was about 11, 10, maybe, yeah, maybe 11 years old, I actually started working as a babysitter. I, my mm. older sister has special needs, so I had this really unique experience of being able to be trusted 
for, to care for other um, children and, and individuals with special needs. So that was something that I really um, enjoyed doing as a babysitter. And I watched um, other, uh, you know, kids as well who maybe didn't have special needs. But in terms of my first like W-2 job, mm. I worked at Aeropostale when I was 16. I've always like, the yes. yeah, right. Back when there were monkeys on the shirt. Yes, the um, height of like... <laughs> like teen boy teen girl fashion totally and i always you know the moment i could get my working papers i was in my guidance counselor's office i was like i'm ready to be independent and make my own money because Mm -hmm. like i want to do whatever i can to support you know what's going on here and so i started working at aeropostel and i remember just like being that that hourly employee and i was making like seven dollars and 25 cents because that was the norm and the minimum wage at the Mm -hmm. time you know Mm -hmm. and i was just so proud of it i was so excited and and i worked there until like yeah until college really and then Mm. i moved over to some other retail jobs so very very cool and i think Mm -hmm. you know um because you have that very hands-on retail experience dealing with hourly jobs i think you bring a really interesting perspective kind of growing um not to say in like the ranks but you know uh, viewing it from the other side here of hey i've worked in this role so you can kind of empathize and kind of be uh, more closer to your employee uh, population and so you're at allegiant tech analogies now you shared a little bit about what they do but i found interesting that before legion you were a client over at legion so i'm very curious and you know we'll be jumping around all over the place so hope you watch this podcast you know like you know um, it it tends to be a bit more structured but there was just so much fun stuff here that we're just gonna be going out all over the place so anyway uh, i'm curious to learn about um uh what you saw in legion technologies as a client that inspired you to decide to come on board it's a great question. I appreciate you asking it. First of all, I have to say it's a very unique experience having mm. been on the outside looking in and now being on the inside looking out from yeah. Legion. Mm. And when I was at SMCP, which um, again is a global luxury fashion retailer, mm. I was there and I was really trying to um, bring optimized workforce management to you know our environment and at the time we really thought we were solving an operational challenge and having come from target as an in-store hr generalist hr manager um i had a lot of scheduling experience and workforce management experience which is why i was kind of tasked with finding that next step up in managing our workforce so when i was doing the research i found legion and i was like wow they're actually doing things really differently they're leveraging machine learning and and ai power technology to not only like make the the operational side of automated scheduling easier but actually it's it's the goal is to improve employee experience which i thought was such a wonderful um mission to be on and so i was in this unique experience of actually doing the research for the workforce management tool when i was at smcp and then i was the project manager so i actually rolled out legion i was able to test the tools as a customer as a client and i got to see the, the all of the things that it was capable of and so we actually um rolled out Legion in 2020, really at the height of the pandemic. And it helped us solve some serious 
uh, challenges that we probably otherwise would not have really been easily able to solve for. And so then as I, uh, you know, I was at SMCP for almost five years and I had a, a stint at another retailer for a, a little bit. And then I was like, you know what? I really love what we were doing with Legion and maybe I should just join them. And so I actually reached out to Legion and I was like, I'm really excited about, you know, what we're doing and, and what Legion is doing for, you know, the hourly employee and for businesses um, combined. And so then they, you know, we had a really great relationship. It's something that I'm so um, grateful for, but thankfully they were able to make some space for me on the team. And so um, I just, you know, there's, to me, there's no better testament to an organization than being on the customer side and then realizing you want to also be on the internal side. And then, you know, here, here I am being able to share the story of, from customer to employee. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think it is a, a testament, right? It's not every, you know, a vendor or, you know, uh, a, uh, I guess, yeah, a vendor or a customer that you say, hey, um, I would really like to um, be a part of this, you know, mission. So I think that speaks that speaks a lot. And let's let's dive more um, into your, your current role. Or, you know, it's around employee engagement. So in your leadership role there as director of employee engagement, what does that all encompass? Employee engagement tends to be a little, um, you know, um, ambiguous, although everyone knows it's it's important and, and it could encompass a lot of things, small things, you know, very specific, very broad. So help us understand what your role encompasses there, Tracy. Yeah, it's a great point, too. And actually, I think it's the ambiguity specifically that that makes my role so fun. So I get yeah. this really awesome job and opportunity to focus on the employee engagement for our internal legionaries or legion employees. But I also, because of my customer experience, get to be a little bit more external facing also and talk about how our solutions drive employee engagement for the customers that are using Legion. And I can only speak to that from my own personal experience, having used Legion for the the two years that we were using it before I moved over to Legion. And so, um, and, and, you know, when I think about even the internal side of my job, you know, the, we have grown so much over the last year, especially we've experienced rapid growth. And with that rapid growth requires a lot of focus on how we are paying attention to the internal customer, as I would call it. So we have our external customers, those who are leveraging our solutions, but then we have the legionaries who are making it all happen. And so I get the, I have the pleasure of being able to focus on that core group of people who are focusing on the the solutions to provide uh, this really wholesome mission of turning hourly jobs into good jobs, I get to focus on both the external side and the internal side of employee engagement. And so it's a, it's almost like a blank page. I get to kind of write what that looks like and listen to a lot of, you know, individuals who have been with Legion for a long time or a short time and mm. hear what they want and, and execute on those dreams. That's awesome. I think it's it's really cool when you have like a, that flexibility and autonomy to kind of create that space and define your place and what you, you work in. So um, it sounds like that's what you've been able to do there at you know Allegiant, and um, it it kind of sparks in me. Um, or I saw an, an interesting stat really 
that um, was surprising to me, but then again, wasn't so surprising, but I don't think it's at the top of most people's brain when they think of the workforce and the technology that we um, uh, have available for like the workforce. And uh, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, this was in 2019, and I don't think it's changed so much uh, from the 2020 version, but close to about 60% of jobs are hourly jobs, right? Yet when it comes to workplace technologies, you don't necessarily see like custom solutions or solutions tailored for, you know, that workforce, right? If you have an HRIS system or an applicant tracking system, it's almost as if it's built for, um, you know, like office work or, you know, what some people mm-hmm. would call, you know, knowledge work in some cases um, to the detriment of 60% of the workforce, right? So, I don't know, like, like, why do you think there's been a lag in innovation in hourly workforce technology? It's such a good question. And that is like, everyone has to sit with that for a minute. Say mm. almost 60% of eligible working Americans are hourly. Yeah. So that's, I mean, you think about how many people are actually eligible to work and what that population is. And we know that there are specific generations in there and that the majority of them are earning an income on an hourly level. And you think about how much they're earning. So, yeah. you know, they're, they are, they tend to be, hourly workers tend to be some uh, of the more vulnerable uh people in the population because of the income level for hourly workers typically and on average on average i think um the hourly employee at a full-time basis earned like fifty-two thousand dollars, i believe it was in 2021 which is you know really really not a lot when you think about cost of living in the majority of places around the world or specifically around the united states but to answer your question about why i think that it's easy for us and this is really where my podcast comes in too it's Mm. easy for us in salaried level positions to think about what makes sense for us and what makes sense for the business and the business so often or you know is a boardroom or a group of people who are making decisions that are being rolled down top top to bottom um and it's not to say that someone isn't thinking about that hourly employee. I certainly don't think that that's true, but I think it's easy for us to, you know, kind of forget who the end user is. And so for me, even thinking about my podcast, it's why it's called bringing the human back to human resources, because we have to remember what, who our audience is um, as human resource professionals. And so when we think about Legion Technologies and what we're really focused on, we're looking at specifically looking at that 60% of the population, those who are hourly and we're saying we want to make those jobs good. We want to turn those hourly jobs into good jobs. So it's not to say that that um, you know it's a, a problem easily solved. It obviously requires a lot of work and a lot of the fundamentals on the business side, so that our customers have the foundation to implement our solutions. And so through automated scheduling, flexibility, a focus on on um, predictability as well, those things really do drive what makes an hourly job a good job. And I know we'll get into that a little bit later too, but I do think that part of the reason why there isn't as much of a direct focus on the hourly is because those who those of us who are making the deci- decisions are not hourly. So it's easy yeah. for us to forget the audience. Yeah, and that's why I really loved your background and that you've come up from that. So you have that very firsthand frontline ex- experience and I think it really creates a lot of empathy and leaves a lot of room for innovation and um, understanding, one, your customers or your clients, right, um, externally. Um, but then two, really, you know, 
understanding really the challenges of uh, managing that kind of workforce. And I think for some folks who may be out of that world, um, or maybe they're newly into that space, um, what are some of the challenges or common challenges when managing an hourly workforce that may be different if you may have a more broad salary driven workforce? Um, I'm curious to have your thoughts on that and, and share those with our folks who are tuned in. Totally. I think some of the challenges are that, you know, those hourly employees are are just as driven by flexibility and predictability as we are. And in so many cases, hourly employees are not given that flexibility and that predictability in their schedules, unless, of course, they're a Legion customer. Um, and then, you know, subtle plug there. Yes, um, the, <laughs> right? uh, the other thing is that, you know, we, we always know and we always hear this, that, you know, there's incredible turnover, incredible mm. attrition um, at the hourly level. And it's not just about pay right? Like pay is a part of it. We are, you know, I already mentioned that the the most vulnerable individuals are those typically earning an hourly wage because it can fluctuate. Um, And so recognizing that pay is not the only challenge is part of solving the problem. And so I always talk about how, you know, pay and benefits are obviously a piece of it, but we also know that those employees want to have this like self-determination over what what and how they earn their income. And so Legion, some of our solutions include, of course, automated scheduling, which is based on employee preferences and the business needs matching, which is an incredible um, functionality, but then also allowing a workforce sharing, uh, you know, functionality in the sense that if you have, you know, one company with two stores nearby, employee X from, from one store could actually pick up a shift from that employee why offered up because they can't work it anymore. So now they have an opportunity to actually increase their their earnings and increase their income in a way that still provides the business support. So those are some things that I, I think when we think about what really impacts the hourly employee and what makes what some of those challenges are, it's important to understand that. But also on the manager side, the actual optimization and, and operations behind that, like managing all of those schedule changes, managing those employee preferences and the business needs. It's a lot for one person or a couple managers in one location to manage. And so we, you know, at Legion, we really take that burden and minimize it significantly. Actually at SMCP, we saw um, over a 50% decrease in scheduling administrative tasks just in the first month of using Legion. So what would have taken 10 hours, like seven to 10 hours on average was then in one month taking three hours for a manager in again in a one month time frame and in only the first month of using legion so now i'm sure that those metrics are even more improved yeah that's you know amazing to hear how much you know technology when it's tailored for the workforce for certain industries for certain populations can really make a difference right you know i've i've been a manager at you know uh a retail uh, site in my past days. And um, scheduling was by far, for me, the most terrifying, <laughs> mind-sucking, draining thing I've oh. ever had to do. And I I just, you just didn't like it, right? It, no. it, it got in the way of doing so many other things, but it was the key thing that drove so much, right? So I think yeah. it's really cool that you know, that's the feedback that you're getting from managers. It sounds like there's a really high ROI 
from them you know uh, uh, what else are you know my managers saying from your experience oh my gosh well we we actually increased sales generation by 20 percent too um it just in reinvesting that time spent so what used to be 10 hours again in you know month to month on scheduling administrative tasks, we were able to reinvest seven of those hours because again, in the first month of using Legion while I was at SMCP, we went from 10 hours on average to three hours on average in that one month of managing the schedule end to end, which is creation, editing, swapping shifts, approving those things, right? right. That's that's what we talk about when we say end to end. Um, so those extra seven hours that were put back into the manager's day actually went to training and developing the team, coaching the team, wow. having meaningful conversations and speaking with clients and customers to increase sales generation. So you think about like if a manager is listening to this podcast and they're like, man, I could totally use seven hours back in my month. You know, imagine what they spend those seven hours on. Mm, mm, I think that's really, really powerful. And, you know, the technology is there, you know, like the, the data is there. Can we get it into the hands of frontline managers to be able to execute? Um, I've seen so many technology platforms geared at, you know, maybe like HR management or, and things like that and say, well, if you have this, then you'll be able like, to, to, to mm -hmm. do all these things. But it's like, no, no. You need to enable the people who are right there on the front lines to make the choices, to make their lives easier, not just HR's lives, you know, easier. For, for yes, <laughs> yes, 100%. And the way I always kind of um, allow this picture to be painted is that schedule ownership, meaning whether it's the end user or the manager, when they can own that piece of the pie, mm. there's so much to take away from that. So you think about an hourly employee who maybe is working a couple jobs and they're being told by one employer that they have to have open availability, nights, weekends, holidays, mm. and their other, their second job is telling them the same thing. How do they balance that, right? Uh, well, it's not possible. <laughs> I mean, it's impossible, right? Because each employer is like, no, you have to prioritize me. And then there's mm. always, or maybe there's an, uh, an employee who's a student. How do you balance that? So yeah. when you think about the schedule ownership, when an employee, that end user, part-time employee, full-time employee can say, okay, you know, I'm scheduled Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but actually I'd really prefer to work at this other job on Sunday. I'm gonna open up this shift for someone else to take that is one, it's so good for the business to allow the employee to really have that self-determination. But two, it's also much more operationally efficient because you have one individual managing their own schedules versus one manager managing all schedules. So you give them that ownership to have the self-determination, the flexibility and the predictability. And then you have the manager really only managing the approval. So, you know, Legion has this really awesome um, functionality where you can you know, uh, enable some parameters around swap shifts. So, you know, maybe a sales associate could take another sales associate um, position or I should say shift for that week, um, just like a key holder could take a sales associate shift. So you have like some flexibility there. And then again, you're now through that ownership, you're driving the employees um, connection to the business and what's going on because they feel more connected to their own lives. Mm. And I always talk about how people are whole employees. So, you know, and whole people, they're not coming to work for their nine to five and then checking everything else at the door. 
for and then re you know picking up that baggage or whatever they're leaving at the door for their five to nine lives they're bringing it all with them so we have to we have to be able to adapt and understand that people are themselves at work and outside of work so we have to give them that flexibility and again coming back to this point about what our solutions enable i mean when you think about the manager and the amount of time they're spending on the schedule when when there's automated scheduling leveraging machine learning it's actually taking all of that data that normally managers have to keep in their minds and in their brains they it's removing that so you have this understanding of what your business does but the machine learning creates this ideal schedule for you and the beauty of machine learning is that it learns over time yeah. so that when you make changes it learns from those changes and so it, it just optimizes the full workforce yeah you know workplace flexibility i think over the last two years here if we've learned anything i think we've seen just how much that matters right yeah. i mean Pay is, you know, standard, you know, but the flexibility to have some control, have some autonomy to to feel like I can, you know, fit my my work into my life and not have to balance the two. Right? I think the paradigm was like balance, you know, how much of my work, how much of my life. But it's like, no, like it's integrated. And, and I love that concept of like this is the same whole person that shows yeah. up at each and every you know, one of those moments. So. Yeah, like I didn't, you know, I didn't, when I was in, uh, working at Aeropostale, I didn't like go from Aeropostale Tracy to like home Tracy. I was right, the same right, Tracy. Right. Same Tracy. I, yeah, same Tracy. I hope, I think. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I was the same Tracy. And, you know, I actually, we have a study that really furthers this point. So mm. we um, surveyed 1,000 managers and employees back in 2021. Mm. And we asked them, you know, what their, what their reasons for leaving a job would be. And aside Aside from pay, because pay definitely has an influence, but aside from pay, 59% of those 1,000 employees said that schedule empowerment, one way or another, would be the reason why they quit. Wow. So whether it's lack of flexibility, a lack of predictability, a lack of being able to own their schedules, a lack of being able to swap shifts when they or pick up shifts as they need, that 59% said that scheduling empowerment would be the reason that they leave after pay. Wow. So you know what's funny and I'm not, um, you know, correlation doesn't equal causation here, but um, when you look at the um, average estimates of turnover um, year over year <laughs> in our jobs, it's around 59, 60%. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah there's nothing more to say. Right? Uh, yeah, a little, a little suspicious, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, but I think that's such a great point, but just like how much it matters, right? So, you know, I, I think that leads to another thought here, right? If I'm a business and I'm like, you know what? I wanna have a more flexible um, workforce, you know, to give my people this autonomy, but I obviously have big business needs, right? Um, for businesses with a sizable hourly employee base, how can they offer greater flexibility while still meeting uh, the scheduling demands of the business. Cause I think that's the scary thing is it's a huge shift from I control to my employees control. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> it is a little scary. Like yeah. you kind of have, feel like you have to buckle up. Right. Yeah. Um, but if there's anything that we've learned since the pandemic, it's that the employee is sitting in the driver's seat and until businesses acknowledge that and then also listen to that 
you're just going to constantly be chasing this solution, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's easy for me to say, well, you need Legion in order to solve that problem, but you kind of do. The, <laughs> the key here is that you, you need the foundation of listening to your employees' needs and, and concerns. And that's always first and foremost. It doesn't matter what kind of innovation or technology you have. If you don't have that culture of, you know, really consideration and compassion for your, you know, workforce, then no matter how much you invest into technology, it's probably not going to work. So you have to have that foundation, that cultural foundation. Yeah. Second, I, I really think that AI powered workforce management solves this challenge. So to give you a specific anecdote, when I was at SMCP, we had 100% adoption of the Legion mobile app. Which wow. means that 100% of employees, which by the way, retail employees are not the first ones to appreciate change. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> they're going to question everything. They're going to ask why the why? <laughs> thing that wasn't broken, right? right, right. Um, but the, the reality is, is that 100% of employees downloaded the app and used it. So now you have the attention of your workforce. And when you integrate for example, we have frontline communications, which allows this this um, one, either one to one communication uh, between like the manager or the company and the employee or just direct. Like you can set up parameters where maybe your employees don't interact on the communication. But mm -hmm. you think about this hourly workforce, 60 percent of hourly employees, 60 uh, percent of Americans are hourly employees and they often also give feedback that they don't really feel connected to the company and to the overarching mission, goals, values. And I saw this throughout my retail career, not just yeah. at Target, not just at SMCP. It was a pervasive challenge to connect that major workforce. Like you said, you know, companies that have, you know, huge populations of employees. And one of the ways that you do that is through communication on top of all of those scheduling um, parameters. So, you know, that I think that communication is a huge culture driver. And it's something that our solution really um, allows to improve upon, you know, to, to create that culture and that two-way connection. Um, but then coming back to actual the, the actual change management and how you um, empower your hourly workforce while also meeting the business demands, you set up parameters, right? Like you, there are certain things that you can do as far as demand drivers go within our solution that allows businesses to say, okay, well, we want employees to be able to work for share and pick up shifts, but we also want to make sure that they're balancing, you know, work and their personal life and not taking on too many shifts. So maybe you don't allow overtime every single week, mm -hmm. for example, so that you are making sure that they're, you know, not burning out, but also able to take on as many shifts as possible. Yeah. Um, in my personal experience with SMCP, we had, um, you know, a significant employee population and the majority of our employees, of course, were hourly. The statistics make sense here, considering 60% of U.S. employees are hourly. Um, and so they were, you know, in managing that, one of the biggest things about what Legion is, is that it's a scalable solution. We're a scalable company. So we have customers that have over 10,000 employees. And then we have customers that have under 1,000 employees, under 500. And so it's the machine learning, it's our focus and attention on the details in our solutions that allow, you know, the scalability. And so what I would say to any business listening to this, maybe a little bit fearful about giving that empowerment, just remember, you're either going to give schedule empowerment and work toward retaining your teams, 
or you're going to be chasing a different solution when we already pulled the those thousand employees and managers and already 59% said that they're going to leave regardless if they're not getting schedule empowerment. So you might as well focus on what the true solution is to act, at least work toward it rather than again trying to, you know, run and catch up to it. Yeah, that's some awesome insight there that look People are looking for this anyway. So if you don't offer it, then you're going to be looking for people because people yeah. will be looking elsewhere for exactly. this. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. And actually at SMCP, this is the perfect point, Vic. Like at mm. SMCP, we actually used it as a, a recruitment tool. Like, hey, you're not you might not get this type of flexibility and schedule empowerment at other companies, but guess where you will get it? And and this is something that, you know, in my role, again, I get this really amazing opportunity to focus on our internal employees, mm. but I also get to help existing customers to focus on employee engagement within their teams. And so it's something that I always talk about, like use this to attract talent, but also don't forget that it's a retention tool. You want to, you want to really be celebrating this ability to be flexible and provide flexibility on top of the predictability for your hourly workforce. You want to celebrate that in workforce sharing that one, you should set it up and two, when you have, when you give an employee the ability to work their own shift, like, you know, what? here's a perfect frame, frame of reference. Okay. Think about, you know, a retail store that maybe is lower volume. You have maybe, or, or hospitality, maybe it's like smaller, it's in a remote location. Maybe you have four to 10 employees. Right. Whatever you schedule them, you're giving them the max because mm-hmm. you're, unless you all of a sudden increase your revenue a lot, your labor costs are the most costly part of a business, right? So you're, you're giving them the max that you can, but maybe 10 miles down the road, you have a high volume location and you have maybe a hundred, 200 employees. Uh, we in target, when I worked at target, the, the volumes were so incredible. You could have super high volume, super low volume. Right. And so now you you have maybe more hours, but there's also more of a demand to make sure that those hours are filled for the high volume and filled for the low volume, because it could mean either not accomplishing goals or potentially even closing a store for a day if it's super low volume and you have someone call out. So when you have workforce sharing, you actually just in general are sharing the workforce across the stores. So now you're optimizing labor costs. So for the on the business side, you're lowering costs on average, uh, lowering those costs. And then on the employee side, you're giving them the flexibility to actually work more. So that low volume, low format store that has four to 10 employees or, you know, 100 employees, depending on what low volume is for a company, they if they're only able to take to be scheduled 20 hours a week, but now there are 10 hours up for grabs at the store down the road, you're allowing them 30 hours in that week versus 20. And for some people, that's a few hundred dollars. I mean, that's that's major for someone earning on an hourly Mm -hmm. basis. Yeah, no, that's so powerful. I think that this mindset of, um, you know, if you work at this store, then this is the store that you work at was convenient because I don't think there's been a way to systematize or, you know, create that opportunity. And if so, a human being would have to manage that back and forth about doing this. And as you can tell, um, if 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 you're like me, you hate scheduling. So that's not what you're. That's not the first job you're like. I'm gonna totally. get up and do this, but by allowing your employees to kind of take that ownership of their schedule, 
they signed up for it, they know they will, you know, they're, you know, the, the researchers that when we have more ownership, we're more likely to be more effective at those things and what we do. So that's that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, you think about like coming back to that question of how businesses, you know, kind of reconcile this reality that now the employee is in the driver's seat. Mm giving them the driver's seat actually enables you to optimize your costs, like just in workforce sharing as an example. But also we know that happy employees are productive employees. So you're going to, you're going to be driving your bottom line anyway. Don't be afraid of it. Just lean in. Lean in. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Wow. Uh, I think, you know, uh, go in, in a tangent here, but when you were talking about communication, right? Um, corporate co- communication seems pretty standard for your average um, office, you know, knowledge worker job. You almost live in email, mm-hmm. so corporate communication is readily accessible. However, I know um, firsthand for a lot of hourly jobs and hourly roles, some employees don't even have company email, and if they do, they only check it to check their pay, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, what does you know, and so I think it questioned me of, you know, a lot of the ways that companies may try to um, show corporate values or just try to, you know, instill company culture is through their communications, but they don't have these channels. But it sounds like those may open up if you do have a system or platform like this. But I guess, in essence, can you talk to me more about, you know, corporate communication and corporate values and how that plays a role and um, offering flexibility technology to enable that. Totally. I mean, I think you and I even first spoke about this when we first met, that how did we get communication when we were working our retail jobs? We really didn't, or we looked at the bulletin board if we were you know, interested, or maybe there, was some, there wasn't anything else going on that day, right. and we happened to check the board in the break room, right? But like, how, as a manager, do you ensure that everyone sees that communication? Mm. Unless you speak with each employee, you have absolutely no clue. And even then, you don't actually know if they've received that communication. So, right. you yeah. know, businesses rely on huddles and chat-ins and things like that, of course, to get the communication out there. But what about the employees that not that, that is scheduled off for that day? Mm. How are they being chatted in? How are they getting that communication? And I'm sure everyone listening can think back to a time where they ran a survey or responded to a survey where they said, I need more communication. I'm not getting enough communication. And you probably have access to email or Slack, chats, teams, and all of those things as a salaried or knowledge-based worker, right? So <laughs> when you think about, again, of the U.S. workforce being hourly, the majority of that 60%, I would probably even go to say like 58% of that 60% probably, meaning like 58 of the 60 or maybe 99%, let's say we'll break it down in a more realistic number. 99% of that 60 is probably not going to have access to communication tools. So to your point, they're likely not having email. I know in all of my retail experience, with the exception of SMCP, employees did not have retail, uh, uh, did not have email um, access, for example, and they didn't actually have any communication tool. Mm. And so for us at Legion, having this frontline communication solution allows us to focus on 
driving culture through communication. And so when we think about, you know, what we do and and how we turn hourly jobs into good jobs, it's through all of those things, machine learning, AI and all that, but it's also through driving culture and driving culture is so much so reliant mm. on communication. And so when I think about that hourly workforce and how they're getting information about anything at the corporate level or top down it's usually a bad game of telephone meaning like you're you're hearing it from like you know the employee that worked yesterday and they might not have been you know the perfect person to you know deliver this next message not the best so, messenger right yeah like you're not going to shoot the messenger but at the same time it's a we all know what a bad game of telephone looks like mm-hmm. you start with the word banana and then you end with email and there is so much lost in translation right but through frontline communications what we do is we allow businesses to set parameters so again maybe you don't maybe your culture today is not as you know two-way and so you're not ready yet to give your employees a platform to just post whatever they want or talk about whatever they want and so maybe you start out with the parameter where it's just you know manager or company to employee and so now you have employees who again at smcp 100 adoption of the mobile app have the app on their phones and you can also set parameters around making sure they're only getting communication when they're at work thanks to our mm. geo fencing technology but you know then you have an employee get to work and they see all of the frontline communication that's come in since they last worked. Mm-hmm. So now they're automatically caught up into what the values or the mission or the demand of that day or that week or that month or that year look like. And so they feel more connected to the bigger picture, they feel more connected to the people around them and to the company. And you know, so many um like platforms in terms of like where or I should say workplaces where the 60% of the workforce is is not necessarily directly connected to a corporate entity. Like yeah. when I think about all of my retail experience, I worked in a specific store. So how do I feel connected to what the company's mission is? How do I feel connected to what the the focus is for that month or what the objectives are for mm-hmm. that year? I mean, you don't unless you have that really intentional communication focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you said it best where that communication is a driver of culture. And if there isn't a communication channel, then you can probably be sure that there is culture challenges, you know, like within that or, or the culture or the values that the company would like to um, share and force, you know, um, you know, drive won't be passed down because the channels just aren't there right yeah Yeah. exactly exactly and culture is a really hard thing to cultivate but it's much more difficult to actually maintain it Mm. you know every every single person is influences the culture of an environment of company it's not just hr it's not just the manager it's not just one employee and that's why when someone is really not bought into the culture it can just completely degrade what's already been created so when you when you at least invest in things that are designed to cultivate culture and designed to maintain and improve culture then at least again you know you your problem solving you're not just saying oh well we have a cultural issue and we have to figure out where it's coming from you're at least saying okay well we know that communication is part of it so let's just make sure that we're communicating directly to the end user versus having this you know antiquated uh bulletin board or communication board that people are not reading anyway yes i don't remember anything any of my bulletin board says i think i 
I walked past it and maybe glanced up if, if I'm working and then just kept on going. Totally. The only time anyone in my retail experience ever read a bulletin board was when it said free pizza on Friday. Ah, the pizza, <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. No. Um, and I, you know, you mentioned something earlier around, you know, geolocation and geofencing that I think is really important because, um, you know, as technology becomes so pervasive and, you know, you're asking people to download a a means of communicating with them, um, one could say, well, this is encroaching now into my totally. off work time, off work hours, hours. Tell us about, you know, the ability to, you know, um, mainly share, you know, let's say company specific uh, messages within a certain context or location, because I think that helps with that whole, again, you know, a balance, you know, your time versus company time conversation that always comes up. Totally, totally. And actually, it's really important to be compliant on this. It's I mean, listen, I come from a traditional HR background with like a super focus on compliance. And, you know, I'm the first to say that you have to make sure that you are not discussing work outside of the working hours time. And that's just first and foremost. So when you, you know, when we, with through our frontline communication solution, we actually enable um, the geofencing so that companies who decide they are going to have more work, work related conversations, not just, you know, announcements that are, you know, important for their employment versus like work, again, work conversations, you set up the geofencing so that when someone is not at work, they're not able to check this communication. They obviously have access to scheduling because scheduling is an employment uh, functionality and and framework. It's not necessarily work conversation. So I can easily, as an HR person, I can easily talk to someone about their schedule, whether they're at work or not, but I can't necessarily talk to them about what's going on at work, what's work related. So there is that ability to separate and allow the person to have that continued connection to their schedule, picking up shifts, workforce sharing, whatever that looks like, but then also only have have communication access when they are at work and actually physically clocked in and in their location. So there is, you know, there's a super focus on and importance on the compliance piece there. And um, I think speaking as a former customer, Legion does a really nice job of making the manager aware of compliance, you know, necessities, which is really good because sometimes you have to remember that. Like you have to remember when a meal is supposed to be scheduled. You have to remember when there's supposed to be a break. Some provinces in Canada are some, some, um, states in the United States are really, really specific about this and hyper litigious. So um, we kind of take that that guesswork out of it, which is great. And again, as a former user on the on the external side, I can say that it works really well. Um, and you know, I think one of the things that w is really important for our customers too is to know that part of employee engagement is recognizing that there is a work-life balance. And so that's why, you know, the the scheduling piece is so important to be able to have workforce sharing and to be able to own, you know, swap shifts and things like that. But then also keeping them connected to the communication, but on the time that makes sense based on when they are at work. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I'm glad that there's that balance there too. And that thought is there too, because um, I think um, uh, many of us, especially over the last two years, can feel the encroachment of work into times where we may have, you know, had clear s separations of mm -hmm. this is, you know, like w w when I'm in work mode versus this is, you know, 
when I'm, you know, a wife, husband mode or you yeah. know, family mode, right? Um, so with that, the blurring of those lines, helping to at least um, create that separation for folks is glad to hear oh, that. Yeah. Um, so, wow, we've talked about a lot. <laughs> um, I, let's see. There's, there's probably just, you know, one other thing I wanted to poke your brain about and that's really around um on demand pay instant pay you know it's been growing in popularity um but it's one of the i think significant innovations that's actually come from the hourly workforce model you know Mm -hmm. versus you know uh, a knowledge work a salary workforce model um what has been the reception of adopting this model or this, you know, really it's a benefit, um, right? Um, And what are apprehensions or obstacles some may have for implementing it? I'm not sure how much experience you've uh, had with talking with people like that or implementing an on-demand pay feature, but um, it's been growing in popularity. So love to hear your thoughts about it. Yeah, no, I'm so glad that you're bringing this up because I'm a big fan of the instant pay and pay when you need it, Mm. um, mostly because I know what it's like to kind of live that paycheck to paycheck life. And and it's tough. Like if you have a bill due and you're not getting paid for another two weeks, like you're stressed. And, And that stress, I'm sure at some level, regardless of your background, like everyone can relate to the financial pressures of life. And when you, you know, just intrinsically, when you give people this gig-like flexibility to earn their income when they need it, not just, you know, when they when they have to have it, but when they need it, you are really driving engagement, you're driving retention. And, you know, to give, to kind of set the stage again, let's keep in mind 60% of eligible working Americans earn an hourly income. In 2021, the average annual income was $52,000. So if we assume that that's a full-time hourly employee, part-timers are working half that, probably. Mm -hmm. And so now, again, they're picking up multiple jobs and, you know, they're trying to make ends meet. But when we think about coming back to this workforce sharing, when you have our instant pay solution enabled for the population, for example, you're actually able to see and in general, I should say this, regardless of the instant pay solution, when when the time and attendance solution is integrated within an organization, an employee actually sees how much they're going to earn from that shift. And there's something really interesting about that because I can think, right? Like I can think about a time when, you know, I was taking my AP classes in high school and I knew I had a shift on Saturday, but I was tired. Mm. But if I could see that I was going to earn let's say $50 in that four or five, six hour shift. Let's see if I made 750, we could do the math, right? Mm-hmm. Then, you know, maybe I, I'm probably going to show up for that shift if I know that exactly how much it's going to earn me, right? So then when you take that that impression for uh, that you're implementing on the workforce, that every shift is actually money in their pocket because it's very easy to dissociate that, especially Mm -hmm. if you're tired, especially if, you know, you work multiple jobs, but you see how much you're able to earn. Then you give the employees actually the opportunity to cash that out. I mean, you're, you're saying, Hey, I understand that, you know, you're, you're working this job for a reason and you probably need some flexibility and you might want some flexibility in how you're earning your income. And so instant pay, again, it's a benefit. It's definitely not a necessity, but when you think about the trend in the hour workforce today, that flexibility and predictability that we've been talking about this whole time, that is like a very gig-like, gig work-like 
um, mentality to -hmm. give people the flexibility of working when they want to work and earning the income as they want to earn it. So now when you take that perspective and you recognize that employees, these whole human beings have lives outside of work, then you match that with the ability to cash out their earnings, their, you know, the, the money that they've earned to date, Mm. you're giving them you're giving them a whole lot of control over their lives. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And then to answer your question about some challenges maybe or or things that would maybe degrade this opportunity or make it challenging. I think it's, it's just a matter of having the operational foundation and, you know, businesses might not be set up today through their payroll function or their HRS system to enable this right away. Um, But I can tell you from my experience at SMCP that it's something really, really awesome um, and something that even we really were um, working to operationalize. And so it's not going to be something super easy initially because, of course, you know, you have to think about how are you going to communicate? What's the change management like? How do you manage this on a payroll side? But it's doable. And we see from our customers who use Instant Pay that there there are incredible um, anecdotes to employee engagement as a result. And you know, when employees realize how much control they have over their schedule, over their income, mm-hmm. over their daily lives, they they want to work for you. And, yeah. you know, you're you're doing something that has a competitive advantage um, that, you know, many, many employers today don't have instant pay. Yeah. And so when you when you have that competitive advantage of not only instant pay, but the labor efficiency and the automated scheduling. So you're enabling this flexibility and predictability for your end user. Mm-hmm. You are you're engaging your managers you're you're making their jobs easier less burdensome right like you're giving them something that is really truly a return on your investment and then you're taking the hourly workforce which so seldom is the priority in some of these decisions and you're saying hey you're our priority we want to make sure that we're giving you things that make your life easier regardless of where you work or what you do we are making your life easier we're allowing you to pay your bills more easily and to earn more i mean that's like i could talk about this for hours because i'm truly so passionate about what it is that we have the potential to do and so we again we see with our customers that use instant pay we really see this drive with employee engagement and experience and again that competitive advantage that we all want to have right yeah yeah, yeah. I think it speaks volumes that, you know, um, I mean, so a few things that you talked about that I just have to uh, emphasize, right? Um, I can think of myself, you know, uh, back when I was, you know, like selling shoes at the shoe store that Love I worked it. at, um, you know, and um, not feeling like I want to come in um, because, you know, there's such if your pay is two weeks away, there's such a, disso- a dissociation with the work that you're going to do, with the income that you're going to earn. So um, even just viewing your um, schedule that day as, I can make 60 bucks. I need 60 bucks. I got a phone bill. Let's do this, right? Totally, <laughs> totally. I think that's awesome. Just. in and of itself, you know? Yeah. And we at SMCP, we definitely saw a huge improvement on the number of shifts that were missed or like no call, no shows. And it's, Mm. I mean, we, we were, again, you know, we integrated um, Legion in 2020 Mm. and you think about what that means, right? We all, we all lived through the pandemic, right? I mean, it was a little (laughs) tough. We had, we, we leveraged Legion actually to decide when we closed our doors, when we were only able to staff for five days a week. So we had, you know, and I know you're all, you're the analytics guy, like we're going to talk about this, I'm sure. But like (laughs) we were able to use the forecasting that 
Legion's machine learning does to, you know, it integrates all this data and it, it figures out for us what our peak traffic days, peak sale days, hours by hour. Um, we were able to actually use that data that Legion yeah. aggregated for us and say, oh, wow, actually Monday is not our slowest day. So we should close on this day and that day. And so it actually just in general was able to, you know, maximize our our efficiency at the business level, but also give employees that, again, that like predictability and the, the confidence knowing that we're making decisions that were was that were really best for them. Because when you're open on a day that's not so busy versus being open on a day, being closed on a day that isn't busy, yeah. that is busy, like you're directly impacting the income of a commission eligible employee, which our employees were. So, you know, yeah. Legion, like end to end, impacting the manager, impacting the business, and then also being able to increase, you know, just intrinsically the income for hourly employees. It's an amazing thing. And, and you know, thinking again about this, being able to see how much you earn when we when we rolled out legion and, and employees were able to really have this control and empowerment over their schedules we saw just an improvement in experience and happiness because of all of those things and again you know just to reiterate what you reiterated which is that you know you can see how much you can earn and why would you want to miss out on $60 that's like really good for the employee but it's also really good for the business so again yeah. you know lean in if you're a business thinking about ways in which you can drive employee engagement and you're just like racking your brain racking your brain want to maintain and retain your team I mean sometimes it's just a matter of going back to the basics and giving remembering that that employees are human beings, are people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so, so beautiful. I think, you know, it, 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 this probably gets to the heart of your podcast, right? You know, you're putting the human back in human resources, but um, understanding that, you know, these people are here for a reason, give them control, lean in. Um, it, it, it strikes me really interesting that all these things that seem maybe a bit, um, scary or um, imposing um, for businesses now um, are probably a lot of the same businesses that are suffering the most in this season of the great resignation yeah. right and we talk about competitive advantages when it comes to you know positioning strategy and marketplace products but I think the, the last few years have showed us if there is any competitive advantage is having the people and having the best yeah. people and people who want to be there. So I think this is a great way to uh, create that competitive advantage, um, totally. offering flexibility, um, caring for people, giving people the autonomy to kind of cash out, you know, just changing that perspective of like your success is company's success, which it truly it can be, but sometimes it's hard to really balance that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You said it best. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we have talked about a lot. Um, this is uh, a longer show than, than usual, but I'm sure the folks tuned in are enjoying it a lot. Um, let's let's actually dive into some concluding thoughts here. But um, so, so grateful for this conversation, Tracy. It has been tremendous. Um, if if I were to offer you a billboard to put a message or takeaway from today, uh, what would you have on that billboard? We've talked about a lot here, or, or, or mm. maybe something that we haven't talked about, which would be surprising, but I'm sure there's <laughs> lots of things that we haven't uh, talked about today. But what would you put on that billboard? I'm tempted to say, 
remember your audience. Because I feel like we've talked a lot about like why certain decisions are made or, you know, when, you know, why the hourly workforce being the majority is like so seldom remembered in some of these decisions. And I feel like, yeah, it's remember your audience. And also to caveat that maybe it's like a little asterisk and then it's like written in really small print on the billboard. Okay. You know, people are people are human beings. So Mm. like when you're, you know, when you're executing something like this, like bring people in the change part of the change management is like recognizing who the stakeholders are getting their input getting their buy-in and really you know listening to the things that they feel would improve their experience and then yeah remember your audience your your audience is you know 60% of americans being hourly employees that's mm. major yeah yeah that is that is and i think that's very apropos uh based on our conversation of that going on a billboard uh, i mean again for those folks who are looking for ways to try to attract try to retain um and if you you do have a if you do have a sizable hourly workforce i think that just goes like without saying um mm-hmm. and then you know just tips f- from you here tracy you know i'm always curious um to see what people are learning more about or maybe it's something that you're looking forward to so yeah what is something you're actively learning or perhaps looking forward to here i'm actively learning more and more about our solutions internally which i love Mm. because of course i had the external experience as a customer the project manager etc but being able to see like what's on the horizon all the exciting things that we're doing and what is just, you know, really a passion for everyone, which is our mission to turn hourly jobs into good jobs. I'm learning that every day. It's it's so nice that for me, my passion, obviously, we, we spoke for so long about this because it's so such an exciting topic, I think, for me and for you. Um, but seeing and and witnessing the excitement of every single person on the Legion side about our mission and why we're doing what we're doing, like that's awesome. And it's really such a privilege to work for a company like this. Um, yeah. Cool. I'll end it there. <laughs> no, awesome, awesome. Um, and you know, as the director of employee engagement, I'm sure that lots come your way. I think I can already tell. Um, but you have to keep it all organized. You have to be productive. Uh, what's your favorite product activity hack tool tip um, that really helps you get things done? I would say um, I never never leave something that can be done quickly for later. Like I I definitely everyone procrastinates. I'm sure I've procrastinated, you know, probably even today, but I I would say I'm really not. And that's because, you know, I, I really believe that something that can be done now is going to be best done now. And if you just don't have the energy for it now, then plan it for later rather than just saving it for later. Really think intentionally about how um how you're putting it to another day and so i i block out all of my time literally for everything even if it's a walk or lunch or something like that just because i that is the way for me to really make sure i'm getting everything done that i want to get done yeah same here i I cannot live without my calendar (laughs) Um, you know even have to schedule a few like personal things like we shouldn't have to schedule to go to the bathroom but if you're in meetings all day you you kind of need a window break yeah (laughs) yeah bio break please yeah. Totally, totally. Oh, man. Okay, very, very cool. Well, as we uh, wrap things up here, Tracy, uh, what's the what's the best piece of career advice that you feel 
you, you were ever given or something that you hold on to that you feel like is good to share with our audience here today? So I'll share the feedback that I've gotten and the feedback that I give. Okay. The, the feedback that I've got, yeah, right? The feedback that I've gotten is that people will give you feedback and it's up to you to decide whether you keep it or not. It's mm. arguably the best career advice I've ever gotten because I care a lot about what people think and I want people, <laughs> you know, most people won't admit that. But right. like I, you know, I'm very direct. Like I really want Please. people to have a good Please like me. <laughs> Please like me. Like I'm a yes person. I'm a people person. Like I want people to walk away saying like, hey, I like her and she's mm -hmm. authentic and she's genuine. And so I work really hard to be exactly who I am. Mm -hmm. So that, that, you know, sometimes people don't always have your best interest in mind and you're going to get feedback that might represent that. So just pick which bucket you're putting it into the keep or the trash. Right. And, and you should always appreciate any feedback that you're getting because I really do believe that feedback is a gift. But the feedback, the uh, advice I should say that I always give is that every problem has a solution. And we've talked a lot about problems today. We've talked a lot about solutions. And just keep in mind that if you have a problem, whether it's personal, professional, there is always a solution to attribute to it. Beautiful, beautiful. I love those two, especially th that first one. Feedback is golden, but you decide if you keep it, if you totally. toss it just makes things just flow over easier. You, you don't have to let things sit with you. Yes. You just take it and just put it over here. Yeah. Keep. <laughs> okay. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, Tracy, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for the amazing conversations and the awesome work that you all are doing at Legion Technology. If you would like to learn more about Legion Technology and Tracy, we'll, we'll leave an info card here at the end. Um, but Tracy, this has been a blast as expected. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. You're a pleasure to speak with and I always have so much fun talking to you. So thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. All right, folks, until the next one, see you.